It's Spain. It's Germany. It's Japan. And it's Costa Rica. It's Group E. And it's the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. So part three, we're going to uh, begin by giving uh, a reminder of their uh, history, a summary of their history, and then uh, their recent form uh, for each team. And then that'll lead us into more and more analysis about their prospects for the cup. So let's begin with Spain, a summary of Spain. Uh, the dynasty, along with the tiki-taka style of passing the ball around in the midfield, which I must say drove my mother crazy, uh, was a very impressive period, but it came crashing down in the, ninth, in the 2014 World Cup with a shocking 1-5 loss to Netherlands in their opener and an exit at the group stage. Perhaps it had been foreshadowed by a humiliating 0-3 loss to Brazil in the final of the 2013 Confederations Cup. The worry was that it would turn out to be a flash in the plan uh, as their fourth place finish was in the 1950 World Cup and their 1964 Euro Cup title was in, uh, in 1964. And their second place uh, Euro Cup finish had been too. All of those successes followed by non-qualifications or at best by a group stage exit. Or perhaps they would return to the ambivalent history of the past where the quarterfinals seemed their ceiling or the deeper past of the pre-1980 where even reaching the World Cup was a challenge for Spain. Yeah, uh, the, the direction has proved to be a slow recovery uh, still a strong team, uh, even though round of 16 finishes in Euro uh, 2016 and the World Cup 2018 were a bit disappointing. Uh, the semi-final finish in Euro 2020 matched their talent more suitably, and they go into the uh, into uh, the 2022 World Cup with renewed hope, uh, looking strong in qualifying and in uh, Euro Nations League games, although not uh, without the odd shudder. That's right. Okay, let's take a look at Germany. Uh, Germany is the most consistent team in world soccer. Brazil, the only comparable team. They were not part of the World Cups in 1930 and 1950, but have reached the World Cup every time they have entered. The only time they failed at the group stage was in 1938 and recently in 2018. They've reached the final eight times and won half of them uh, with this uh, doing this three times in a row from 1982 to 1990 and three out of four times between 2002 and 2014. Euro Cup is similar but slightly less consistent with one failure to qualify and three group stage knockouts. They have reached the final six times, uh, again winning half of them. However, only one of these has been in this millennium, a second place finish in 2008. They have still passed the last four group stages and reached the semi-finals twice in 2012 and 2016. So they remain a, a consistent contender near the top. From that summary, we can see why failing to pass the group stage in 2018 was such a shock. 
current form comes down to how well they recovered from that shock. Uh, their history suggests it was an errant result, not likely to happen again. But it is possible it will be a lull like the two World Cup quarterfinal finishes in a row uh, from 1994 to 98, or two group state finishes in a row in the Euro Cup from 2000 and 2004. Even there, they cannot really be considered lull since they won the opposite cup in the middle of each of those. Uh, but the round of 16 finish in the 2020 Euro Cup uh, makes it as close as they've ever been, or as they've been to a lull across both cups. Uh, one or two more competitions are needed to draw a conclusion on that, but we can follow its progress through the 2022-23 Nations League. Uh, there they sit after four games in second behind Hungary, but ahead of Italy and England. They have one win and three draws, so perhaps they're not back to the dominant form they would hope for. All right, well, uh, moving on to Japan. Uh, Japan, after being a non-entity for most of the last century, uh, stormed onto the Asian Cup stage in 1992 and the World Cup stage in 2002. They have since proven the strongest team in Asia, at least in terms of Asian Cup play. South Korea still dominates the local level, and it's an interesting debate as to who, between the two great rivals, has impressed most on the world stage, though uh, there are other candidates in the region in that argument. However, Japan and all strong teams are being challenged by smaller, improving teams, most visibly Qatar, who won the 2019 Asia, uh, Asian Cup. Uh, the first time since 1992 where Japan went two cups in a row without a title. More subtly though, they and other strong teams are dropping a few more points in their campaigns to lesser teams, whether that means those teams are improving or they are becoming less consistent. Uh, on the whole, though, the region is becoming more competitive on the world stage. Yeah, reaching beyond the group stage of the 2002 World Cup was put down to the advantage of hosting. Um, so doing so again in 2010 showed improvement. And that South Korea also did so showed improvement for the region, as you mentioned. A third time in 2018 legitimized them as a respectable force at the group stage level. Uh, and the general competitiveness of Asian teams in 2018 um, South Korea once again stealing Japan's thunder by knocking out Germany, argues that the region is catching up to the strength of other regions. Um, as you said, the weaker teams, or that weaker teams are earning more points against Japan uh, and the big team is less a sign of inconsistency, a more a sign that the lesser teams are improving and Qatar leading the way there. Uh, but Japan lead the way as far as Asian strength is viewed on the world stage. Uh, it, it jumped forward when the World Cup was in Asia in 2020 or in 2002 and it will be interesting to see um, the west side of the region as host in 2022. All right and finally a summary and form of Costa Rica so I'll do the summary and Connor does the form. Uh, Costa Rica are currently the strongest team in Central America though that was not always the case. Honduras and El Salvador have had their turns at the World Cup and Panama has recently become a force in the region. The wider region includes Mexico, USA, Canada, and the Caribbean teams, amongst whom Cuba, Haiti, Jamaica, and Trinidad and Tobago sometimes challenge. 
Costa Rica was a strong force in the region, winning three CONCACAF championships from 1963 to 1989, but did not reach the World Cup during that time with a lull in both competitions in the 70s and early 80s. Mexico and USA usually take two of the four World Cup spots available, and from 1990, especially from 2002, they have usually taken one of the two remaining for the rest of the region. That puts them as the third or fourth strongest team in the region, but that hasn't played out in the regional cups where uh, they reached the semifinals, effectively the top four, only twice since 2005, though they do consistently finish in the top eight. Uh, Costa Rica continued to rely on the successful World Cup 2014 squad, but the 2019 and 2021 Gold Cup suggested they are aging out and not being replaced. In 2002 World Cup qualifying, it looked as if Panama would take their World Cup spot, but a strong finish saw Costa Rica seize it back. A bit of renewal occurred, but it was really a spurt of form from the veterans. Uh, clearly more renewal will be necessary going forward, but they have consistently produced teams strong enough to reach the World Cup over the past 20 years. So they may come through um, the imminent retirement of that 2014 squad. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about that a bit more later, but we're going to move on to the uh, rankings of each team. Uh, go ahead, Connor. So we'll begin with Spain, the pot one team. Um, so Spain ranks sixth in the FIFA rankings and third in ELO. Um, they actually typically track a little bit higher uh, in their ELO ranking, which tends to take a bit more of a longer historical perspective. Yeah, that's right. And of course, they were uh, uh, first for a long time in that period from 2008 to 2012. The lowest they've been in FIFA is 11th. But as you say, uh, in, in ELO rankings, they've never gone below 10. Yeah, amazing. Um, Germany are currently 11th in FIFA rankings and 8th in ELO. Um, they've actually been uh, outside the top 10 since December 2018, um, which was a fall from first place. Uh, and Germany were actually first or second for a long time, um, kind of from uh, December 2012 onwards. So um, I guess based on the rankings, um, you know, you would say that that kind of reflects a bit of the lull that we have talked about. Yeah, they've got to be quite uh, um, annoyed that uh, they're a second pot team here. And I think um, I think they'll be working hard to do something about that. As you say, they've been first uh, or second or at least in the top five for most of their career. Uh, interestingly, before their, their, the World Cup in 2006, which they hosted, they had to do a big rebuilding phase. They were very nervous about that cup and they were as low as 21st in the FIFA rankings uh, before that tournament. Though in uh, in ELO rankings, they've really never been below 15th. All right, moving on to Japan, the pot three team. They're currently 24th in the world, according to FIFA and 31st, um, according to ELO. Right. Well, that 23rd, uh, or oh, sorry, 24th in FIFA, I think, is a, a little bit high for Japan. What do you think, Connor? Yeah, it, it reflects, um, you know, probably they're reaching the final of the uh, of the most recent Asian Cup. But as we said, they didn't actually perform particularly well there, despite going all the way to the final. 
yeah, it's arguable, but I think 31st in ELO is probably more representative. And they've been kind of up and down uh, over the years, uh, as low as uh, 41st in ELO rankings uh, in June 2018. Um, and uh, in 2011, they were in the top 15. So uh, bouncing around quite a bit there. Yeah, and then finally Costa Rica, they're the pot four team. Uh, they're 34th in, in FIFA and 37th in ELO, so below Japan in both ranking systems. Um, they've actually risen recently, probably because of their very good form at the end of qualifying. Um, but as recently as December 2021, they were 49th in, uh, in FIFA and 58th in ELO. Right, so they've jumped uh, 20 points in uh 20 points in elo but whether that really represents uh improvement is something we'll discuss uh, a bit later they were uh, of course high after the 2014 uh world cup they reached about 15th in both elo and elo but typically they're more around 40th in the world all right well that brings us to the end of the rankings let's take a look at the head-to-heads and uh, Connor will give an overview, and then I'll talk about a couple of details as he goes. Yeah, first with Spain, um, the pot one team, they've actually never met Japan or Costa Rica uh, in competitive matches, um, but they do have a long history with Germany, and Germany uh, comes out ahead with four wins, two draws, and three losses. Right, and Germany won uh, most of those games in the early period where Spain wasn't that strong. But interestingly, they did meet in 2008 and 2010 when Spain was strong uh, during their dynasty period. That's their uh, two most recent meetings, and uh, Spain won them both, though arguably uh, they're not as strong now. Right. Um, Germany haven't met Japan previously. Um, they met South Korea a number of times, as we uh, mentioned. Um, but Germany have met Costa Rica. Uh, that was the opening game in the 2006 World Cup. We talked about that one as well. Um, but that's their only meeting. So Germany has a one one uh, win from one game played. Um, and then yeah. finally, uh, Japan and Costa Rica have never met. Right. Yeah, that Germany-Costa Rica game was uh, a really good game. And Costa Rica was a bit competitive there. So... Hopefully, uh, they can pull off something like that this time. Uh, let's take a look at the odds. Uh, at the beginning, Connor mentioned kind of where they are in the pots, and most of the teams uh, kind of come from the middle of their pots. In fact, we could argue that uh, Germany and Spain are both pot one teams, and Japan and Costa Rica are both pot three teams. So uh, that's kind of interesting, hey? Yeah. And the odds really reflect that. Um, we just talked about the odds to qualify from the group. Spain are given a 90.5% chance and, and Germany 87% chance. Um, Japan uh, are a bit outsiders with just 22.5% chance. And then Costa Rica, the real outsider, just 9.8. Um, though it would be interesting to look back at what their odds were, of course, in 2014 when they uh, yeah. overturned that group. So. I mean, predictably, Costa Rica have the lowest odds to advance. Um, but um, I guess looking, yeah, not too far recent past, uh, you can take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's funny. They probably had lower odds there than they than they have here. Okay, well, that kind of leads us into a discussion, and maybe we can begin that discussion with uh, um, 
uh, with whether you agree with those odds. Do you think Spain is slightly favored to uh, Germany? Yeah, I, I would probably say so now um, that Spain is slightly favored. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I want to ask you before we just kind of directly compare Spain and Germany. Do you see Japan or Costa Rica um, getting out of this group or, or threatening to do so? Um, that's a tough question. I mean, definitely there seem to be uh, Spain and Germany in their own little league at the top and Japan and Costa Rica uh, battling it out for second and third place. However, uh, uh, I think we've seen, we've seen um, enough lapses with Spain and Germany that uh, it is possible that uh, they could be surprised by Japan and Costa Rica. I don't see a high chance of it here, but I, I kind of think it's possible. How about you? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting in that both Spain and Germany have group stage exits, um, you know, in the last two cups. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they were expected to get through. I don't really see it here. Um, I, ironically, I, I see um, Germany is probably the more inconsistent team. We talked about their qualifying loss at home to North Macedonia, um, which is ironic because Germany is perhaps the most consistent team over the long history, but they, they've been inconsistent recently. So, um, you know, Germany fans were hoping history doesn't repeat itself. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I have to say Spain and Germany, um, that's where I put my money Um to advance. Yeah, well, my motto, uh, as I was writing this thing, I kind of came up with a motto with Germany in that they lapse but don't lull. And if they do kind of uh, don't do well here, I think it would amount to a lull. Uh, but I think Germany is going to be really determined to uh, to come out of uh, the, the, the couple of lapses that they've had. Uh, so I agree with you. They are seeming a bit more consistent than uh, sorry, inconsistent than Spain right now, but I kind of think that Germany uh, is going to bounce back. They have the stronger history, and and as I said, they they always seem to come back whenever they do go through some trouble. Uh, so actually, I'm pipping Germany over Spain uh, for this. Yeah, I think Spain kind of coming down from their dynasty. Um, they certainly haven't been written off. People view them as a strong team, but not as the invincibles that they once were. Um, and perhaps that gives Spain a bit of an advantage. Perhaps there was a lot of pressure, especially as some of the those dynasty members, you know, Xavi, Iniesta, Puyol, as, as they retired, perhaps there was a weight of expectation on a new generation. So I do think Spain are kind of finding their, finding their feet again, and I, I expect them to have a strong tournament here. Yeah, one of the things uh, I'm really interested in here is is whether Japan can trouble them. We've seen that Spain and Germany have both been troubled by South Korea. You know, Spain had a bit of trouble with uh, Iran and and Morocco. That's an African team, but um, I think we can throw them into this discussion. Uh, and generally, that region is becoming stronger. So I do give uh, Japan a bit of a chance here. I was surprised that... Um, uh, in the odds that Japan was was uh, given a 23% chance of passing the group stage while Costa Rica was just given a 10% chance. I really thought the odds makers would view those as quite even. Yeah, personally, I, I think Japan are the stronger team. Um, they've shown it more consistently in, world, in their World Cup history, you know, getting through beyond the group stage about half the time. Um, 
Yeah, think, three out of the last five times. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, and I, I think Japan has stronger players and players playing in, in bigger leagues. So, um, yeah, I think Japan are a good team. I think Japan is, is certainly capable of taking points off, you know, one or potentially both of Spain or Germany. I don't see it being enough to go through, but they could have a strong influence on who finishes first in the group. Definitely. And potentially, if, if a second-place team ends up with a very difficult group uh, or difficult matchup in the round of 16, you know, Japan could have a very significant say on either Spain or Germany's tournaments and their tournament chances just by, you know, even managing to draw a game. So, and, and I definitely think it's possible. I, I'm convinced that Japan are, are good enough to do that. Yeah, I, I really think Spain and Germany will have to uh, have to be at their best. Germany will definitely have to overcome uh, their recent inconsistency. Uh, otherwise, they could well be taken by surprise by Japan or even by Costa Rica. But uh, I want to just talk a little bit about Costa Rica because, uh, you know, while the qualification was going on, actually the 2019 and 2021 Cup, I was like, what are they doing? Like... They're going with those veterans from 2014, which were great players. Some of them still are. But, like, they didn't seem to be doing anything to renew themselves. And uh, uh, all through the 2019-21 Gold Cups, uh, they just looked so flat. And then through the through the World Cup qualification for the first half, uh, they looked so flat. I don't know how they pulled it off. I know they had a little bit of renewal, but it really was kind of the, um, you know, Joel Campbell got the goal in the final playoff game. It was the veterans that, that pulled them through. But honestly, I cannot see the veterans uh, pulling them through this World Cup stage. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, I mean, Brian Ruiz, um, you know, who was playing in the Premier League like about a decade ago, it seems, you know, he's still around. And they rely on him to score goals. Despite yeah, they his, do. I think he's, he's pushing 40 now. And like, like you said, very surprised that they didn't use two gold cups. They had two gold cups since the last World Cup to bring in young players and experiment. And I was really surprised they didn't. Uh, they, were, they were quite flat. So I, I see kind of Costa Rica's golden age, at least on the World Cup stage, kind of you know peaking really with that 2014 surprise. Um, perhaps to me, the biggest surprise in qualification was that they managed to turn things around. Yeah. Because... Um, having watched, you know, watched them play in Canada and, and highlights of their other games, they were actually quite poor, and I didn't quite see them being capable of turning it around. But they went on that kind of magical run. Um, I think uh, they're probably happy to be here. I mean, traditionally they've been the third strongest team behind USA and Mexico, but a very strong Canada who won qualification um, is changing that. So I think their kind of traditional spot is kind of third, you know among the top three teams in the region, I think long-term that's under threat. Um, you know, we may see less consistent qualification from them in the future. Um, so, yeah, I, I see them here as, as um, yeah, they're not coming in kind of at a, at a peak in their history. I think they're happy to be here, and I think they're kind of unlucky. They got put in a very strong group. Mm -hmm. um, and I really see them perhaps being competitive with Japan, but um, I don't see them really taking points off the European team. Yeah, I don't really agree with you on that one, Connor, because I, I really don't see any group that they they would be in that they would really have a chance 
of uh, of second place. I mean, the African region too, like Asia, uh, is growing a bit stronger. I'm really hoping that Africa will uh, will come to a bit of fruition in this cup. They were hoping that would happen in 2010. I'm getting a bit off topic, though. I can't see any team, uh, any any teams that they would be favoured over in this cup. Yeah, no, that that's a fair point. I mean, it is a very difficult to try and overcome a top two of Spain and Germany, but you're right. Looking at the list of pot two teams, um, with the exception of the United States, perhaps who they seem to get the better of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't re- don't really see them advancing. They are, um, yeah. I think they're they're ranking at the time of the draw thirty first in FIFA. I think that was a little bit inflated. Um, yeah. I I think they're one of the, the smaller teams, one of the weaker teams, and I think um, you know you know that that truth will come out in this tournament. Yeah, I I, I just don't think they have the squad to pull a surprise like they did in two thousand and fourteen. Uh, I think. You know, Japan have that capability and and the, and the players uh, to to take advantage of any cracks that uh, Spain and Germany have in their, you know, probably in their confidence more than in their actual squad. But yeah, um, yeah not Costa Rica. But uh, anyway, I've uh, I've just seen you dodging and uh, refusing to commit this whole time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pin you down here. What is going to happen in this group? I'm going to go with the uh, with the pots. I say Spain in first place, Germany second, uh, Japan in third, and Costa Rica fourth. All right. Well, I am going to uh, kind of slightly alter it and call Germany in first. Uh, that's because I think they will respond to uh, to inconsistency, and uh, but I think it'll be close between them and Spain. Uh, I really hope that Japan does surprise, but I wouldn't predict it. So I got to put Japan in third and uh, Costa Rica in fourth. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Those who aren't familiar with our podcast might want to keep listening for some information uh, for further listening. Um, But if you're turning off now, goodbye. And we'll hope you tune into our next podcast in the series. All right. Yeah. Stay tuned for more information. But if you're turning off now, Uh, Bye and hope to uh, see you in the next podcast. Bye. Okay, uh, further listening. We've done nine different series of podcasts if you're interested in a deeper dive. Uh, Some of the information may be dated, but some of the histories focus on different aspects of the team histories. So it can help you to get to know teams more intimately. Yes, as mentioned, this is our 10th series, and we have done at least one series on every region except Oceania. We have files for that region too, and we'll do one down the road so as not to leave them out. But let's go region by region. Uh, Right, so Europe, our first series was a group by group podcast on the teams of Euro 2020. Uh, That was played in the summer of 2021. And uh, for South America, we also did a group-by-group podcast on the teams in Copa America 2021. For North America, we have done three series on CONCACAF. The first was a group-by-group podcast on the teams in the 2021 Gold Cup. That included a look at Qatar. The second was a preview of the eight teams in the final round of World Cup CONCACAF qualifying. That came with our first player series, where we went team-by-team through the players. The third was an update halfway through that qualification. 
Yes, and for uh, Asia, we did a group-by-group group podcast on the 12 teams in the final round of World Cup qualifying, and that included a deep dive into each team's World Cup qualifying history. We have done three series on African teams. The first was a group-by-group group podcast on the 24 teams in the 2021 African Cup, played in early 2022. The second, done around the same time, was a team-by-team team series on the players for each of those teams. Third and finally, we have recently concluded a series on almost all teams in Africa, a group-by-group group examination of the 12 qualifying groups for the 2023 African Cup. This included a deep dive into their African Cup history, which was quite extensive. This provides a look into some of the lesser teams that rarely even qualify for the African Cup. Right, and we realize that not everyone is interested in the level of detail that we go into. So starting from that series, the 2023 African Cup series, uh, we're editing our media, media casts into shorter versions. Uh, generally, for groups and teams, this will just be a summary, uh, a summary uh, and discussion segments of the longer podcasts. And for the player, uh, the player ones, just the sections on the squad's overall strength and a list of the uh, main players that we expect to reach the competition. So uh, that's usually two or three groups per episode. Yes, otherwise each long version of the series contains a deep dive into the matter at hand. So if it's African Cup qualification, for example, it's a deep dive into the team's history of African Cup qualification. Or if it's the World Cup qualification, a deep dive into each team's history and qualifying for the World Cup. Right, and all of those podcasts can be found in our library at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That's soccer files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And uh, we also provide a link to our website and other relevant material in the show notes for each uh, media cast. And in general, uh, to find us, you can type Soccer Files Canada into Google and uh, it's easy to find your way from there. Or just check out the show notes for this or any of our media casts and it'll be easy to navigate uh, from there. Okay, see you in our future media casts.